Welcome to the Nexus of Adventure, where stories transcend the page, a place where heroes and villains clash. This is Break, Battle, and Roll. It is once again time to break, battle, and roll, and it is a very anticipated time to break, battle, and roll. My name is Aaron Rollins, I am your Game Master, and I am here with the new rising leader of the Crackle, Chad Stafford. That's great, it starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and paladin doggos are not afraid. Eye of a hurricane, watching your friends turn. Aster making zombies, don't misuse the south, please, because it's the end of Glavio as we know it. And <laughs> I'm not fine. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. It's Chad Stafford. I'm here somewhere. There's a lot of thunder in the background. Not, Just not quite sure where any of us are. Hiding under the desk while Timothy takes over. Mm-hmm. I'm also here with the the fastest old woman the apostleship has ever seen. Ah, Janelle Wilkie. Hello, playing flower kraut, and pillars of stone may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you yeah. guys came ready today. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's doling out the punishment for us uh, incapacitating his boss worm, by the way. <laughs> I'm gonna whip you into shape. And of course, last but not least, one of the stars of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Tonight. Dustin Bushmit. I'm sorry. Sherman couldn't make it right now. It's just me. Barnaby the Sandbuck. Um, um, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm actually still here. here hi, um, hey, I thought I told you to go oh, wait over my there. Oh, bad, Sherman. Yep, I'll just go over here. Don't even want to ride me anymore. Sherman Jeopard here. I, um, people were watching me in a very intimate moment with a, a very good friend, and now I am dog blushing. Moving on. All right, guys, uh, let's get into this very anticipated episode. Episode 2-0, y'all! <gasps> episode 20. On our last break, battle, and roll, with Baba Yaga's salve in hand and an accompaniment of Crackle Scouts in stride, our heroes began their plan to assault on Aster's cave. Knowing full well what the capabilities of the Apostleship were, they also knew what the Kenku were good at, so it was time to set up a trap. An area at the base of the Gallant Peak was chosen where the Kenku went about setting up tripwires and constructing bolas from ropes and stone. As time was of essence, Sherman volunteered to lead the disciples down the mountainside using his newly learned spell, Summon Steed. Everyone was introduced to Barnaby, the Celestial Sandbuck. Sherman hopped on his back and headed up in hopes to lure as many down as possible. And after a little showboating, four disciples, Bernice, Maris, Hanlon, and Silas broke position and chased Sherman back down to the ambush zone, nearly catching up to him, even with Barnaby's speed. The trap was sprung as some of the apostleship fell for the trip ropes, while others simply cleared them. Flowerkraut had distributed some of the salve to Timothy and Brandy, giving them the chance to apply it when the opportunity presented itself. Bernice kicked Sherman from Barnaby's back, but he was able to remount and continue moving. 
Hanlon tripped on the first trap and was restrained by Kenku's throwing bolas. Silas retaliated by knocking one of the scouts unconscious with two swift blows. Flowerkraut raced out and smeared Hanlon's forehead with the salve, resulting in him screaming out in pain before falling unconscious. It was clear at this point that the salve was violently splitting the mind from the spell being suddenly severed. Sherman jumped from Barnaby's back and tackled Bernice screaming, snap out of it, and headbutted her, holding her down. Brandy leapt out from her hiding place and landed on Maris, smearing her forehead and breaking the mind control. Timothy then raced to Sherman's aid, applied his salve to Bernice's forehead and incapacitating her momentarily. Taking on the last disciple, Flowerkraut sprouted her mirror images, avoiding Silas's attacks. In an epic dual strike move with her last remaining clone, Flowerkraut outmaneuvered the apostleship disciple and applied the salve to his forehead. With the account encounter over, Timothy ran to the aid of the injured Crackle Scout, and in an emotional moment, Sherman shared a gentle kiss with Bernice after healing her pain. As the party regrouped to continue forward, Bernice warned Timothy that the Helex were digging in the mountain and that Califran was guarding the entrance. Sherman headed up first, and Bernice gave one more chime to Timothy, telling him to tell Sherman to keep his head together. The group reached the top of the ridge near the cave entrance and saw the three remaining disciples, fists up, ready to fight. Out from the darkness of the cave stepped Califran. He removed his upper robes and pulled a whip from his waist. He looked at Flowerkraut and uttered the words directly from Aster's mouth. Flowerkraut, you should have joined us. I would have considered sparing these people for you. You could have given us the last remaining pieces of the heart and taken your place by mother's side. Now I have no choice but to take them from you and your friends. Everyone here will suffer thanks to you. Hamana, hamana, hamana. What? What? What'd you say? And that is where we left off. A goo 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 goo. And one more time. Can you feel the love tonight? Tonight. Oh, I can see what's happening. I can see everything that's happening. What? <laughs> ah, you're face to face with greatness and it's strange. <laughs> Wait, wrong song. That's a good that's a good shot. That's a good shot of uh Timothy being like, I can see what's happening. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> now that was earlier. <laughs> All right, guys. With Califran ready to fight, it is time to break battle and roll initiative. If I'm going to roll that, at least it's on initiative. It's a six. I didn't do much better. Uh, I rolled a five, so that's an eight. What's the worst thing on the on the d20? <laughs> a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Sh Sherman. Uh, Sherman's not ready. He, he he definitely wasn't ready for the unrobing. <laughs> so so that's a that's a definite. That is a. Uh, one with no additions. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you guys are not going to be happy to know that the Apostleship are like uh, anime style disappearing from where they are and are flying at you. So 
their initiatives are pretty damn high. Are you telling me they rolled better than a one, a six, or a five? I don't think so. So, let me get the rest of these folks in here. I can see what's happening. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> and we are totally screwed. Who? Us! Damn it! <laughs> oh, should I roll for Brandy's initiative? Sure. Yeah. Okay, plus two, so she's ten. Okay. Brandy goes before any of you guys go. Oh my god. The world is saved. Brandy's going before you guys. Brandy is doesn't succumb to the shirtlessness of Califran the way the rest of us do. Oh, but if he takes off his hat. <laughs> oh, that sexy brain. <laughs> That's what I'm really interested in. So a little bit of information before we jump into this. There are three disciples remaining, and then there's Califran. You guys had broken the spell on four in the last episode. They are all recovering down in the Pillars of Salt with some of the Krekel scouts. You had assigned uh, three scouts to remain uh, back there, so essentially the one that was injured and then the two additional scouts to watch over them. You have five scouts with you. Now the scouts are essentially a tool for you to use during combat. You can use your reaction to uh, give them a command, whether you want them to uh, throw a bola or to try to wrap up. Essentially, the, the scouts are all equipped with bola. They each have one. They have rope, and they have bow and they have a short bow and arrows. So, as a reaction uh, or as a bonus action, basically, you can command uh, two crackle at a time to do something. Um, as, a, as kind of like an added little tool that you've got in your pocket. I will also remind you that Flowerkraut, when you created the salve and you looked into how much it would take to break the spell, you determined that you had 10 applications of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You have used six applications already, one for yourself, one for Sherman, and four for the four disciples that you've broken free. There are four people in front of you but if you use the salve on all of them, you are left with nothing after that. Yay! Mm. Little to, to think about. Let me, let me also paint the uh, battleground here for you. The entrance to Aster's Cave has is set before a very flat surface, and there are cliffs on both sides of it. I would say that this area that you're standing on is roughly a... 60 by 60 square. Let's just make it simple that way. On the west side of this square is a cliff that would, uh, if you went down it, you would you would basically fall down towards the pillars of salt. If you're where you are, there is a path behind you that you just came up that wound up the side of the mountain. On the right side of you guys is a cliff that's right down into the sea. Because you're on the edge, you're like on the side of the mountain here. Past this, is, you know how Glavio has basically cliffs that uh, form the perimeter of the island. So you've got sea to your right, pillars of salt down off the cliff to your left. Directly in front of you is more sheer mountain with a cave entrance. And you've got the Apostleship standing in front of it. Initiative starts at 23 with the... Tabaxi Disciple Hidden Clover. 
she is going to fly forward and she is going to go after Sherman Jeopard. Her? Hidden Clover uses her voice to speed towards you. So she closes, she closes, she basically can dash as a bonus action with this ability. But like I said in the last time, if they use their voice to increase their speed, they can't use their voice in their strikes because it's limited to what they decide to do each turn. So she clears the whole distance to get to you and she's going to attack you twice with uh, her strikes. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, one of them missed. She rolled a 23 on the other one to hit you. Oh, that's definitely going to do it. So she doesn't get quite as much of a bonus to this strike as she normally would, and it's not force damage anymore. It's just bludgeoning damage. So sh- so you take eight damage because she rolled a max on the die. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad that she came over to give me a hug with her fist. So Hidden Clover just literally... I mean, there's just More this... Like- more like hidden clobber, am I right? <laughs> Just a trail of dust, and suddenly she's in front of Sherman, and she swings once. You have your shield up just in time to block one of her punches, but the other punch catches you right in the jaw. Uh, next initiative is Tondo. He is the human, uh, one of the other human disciples. He is going to run after. We're going to give this another random roll. Essentially, there is also a chance that he can go after the Crackle Scouts. This one's going after Flower Kraut. Ah! He will also bonus action to move across as fast as he can, and he comes up and swings twice at you. Just spinning kicks. Uh, 16 to hit and 25 to hit. Uh, um, d- 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 it missed! <laughs> Tondo's feats are coming right at me. You take a total of seven bludgeoning damage from both of those hits. Ouch. Next up is Califran. Califran walks up slowly. He's not dashing forward. And he takes up a defensive position kind of in front of the cave. Um, It looks to appear that Califran is more concerned about not letting anyone pass him. So he is going to ready in action for anyone who gets too close to him. And then after him and Delisar, yes, they all rolled up there. They rolled <laughs> a, 20, a 23, a 20, a 19, and an 18. The, the, the apostle ship are fast and they all have high decks. So but they're so fast. And Delisar is a pallet elf. She is kind of a moon elf, apostle ship disciple. And because the other two have already uh, flown it at the other two opponents, I'm going to go ahead and roll between Timothy and the Crackle Scouts. Let's see which one she goes after. How oh, she? Funny enough, she's going after the Crackle Scouts. Oh no! Ouch! She flies forward, bursts of speed. She, wow! She misses twice. What? She overshoots it, and you also see that these scouts are observing what's going on. They see that they're incredibly fast, so they start to break formation, and they start to spread out, and they just dive out of the way as Andelisar lands and starts swinging and kicking, and the the Crackle just kind of 
move to the other side of the battle, or move to the other side of where you guys are. It is now Brandy's turn. Now, remember, uh, Flower Kraut, you can, you can give up your action to allow Brandy to do something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Brandy, the only commands you can give Brandy are simple things like go over there, grab that thing from me. You know, like attacking itself requires you to sacrifice your action. Got it. Okay, I think I would like Brandy to grab a smudge. Okay. Brandy shuffles around in your satchel, finds the salve, dips a tender tendril into it. A tender tendril. Pulls out an application of the salve. I don't know if I want anyone landing hits on her right away, so I think I'll have her climb up a wall since she can do that. Okay. She jumps out. And uh, there's there's some rock face behind you guys, so she easily can jump up on that. Brandy, yip yip. So that is Timothy's turn. All right. I don't think I'd be able to get everybody with this attack because the range is only 30 feet. So think of it this way. You guys are no more than 10 feet from each other. You're standing on the other side of the field from where Califran is. And you've got a disciple in front of Sherman, a disciple in front of Flowerkraut, and a disciple in f- kind of near where the uh, Crackle are. Definitely going to cast Bane on all on as many people as I can. That's going to be my first move. You you can hit all three of the disciples, but you can't reach Califran. Yeah, well, that also means I can, because if I cast Bane at a second level, that gives me one additional target, which I think means I would be able to hit four people. So I'll save my second level spell slot and just cast Bane at a first level, which still lets me hit three people. So I'm going to go ahead and bring out the big guns. All right, guy, it's time to shine. All right. They are rolling a charisma save. That is a charisma save, and the DC is 13. All right. So let's start with Hidden Clover, who's fighting Sherman. Hidden Clover rolled an 18. It's very rude. Uh, Tondo, who is fighting Flowerkraut, he rolled a five. He is baned. Yes. I'm going to mark it now so I remember. Ah, fresh meats for the grinder. <laughs> and Andelisar, who is fighting the Crickle, rolled. That is a, that's an 11. Andelisar is also baned. Good. I have two arms for which to deal out the beatings. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Didn't didn't need my third arm. Oh. All right. Bane, I, uh, ooh, ooh. Bane is so spicy today. Uh, Bane, buddy, uh, this is a family. Sh- well, I mean, that's What's debatable. What's the you get the third arm? All right. It is, is it anything, anything else, Timothy? I only have one left, but I think I need to give a bardic inspiration to somebody. I look to Flowerkraut and I look to Sherman. Ooh, who do I love more? <laughs> Shermie. Kidding, I love you both equally. I'm going to give uh, Bardic Inspiration to Sherman. All right. Sherman, you feel the warmth, inspiration of Timothy's loot. Anything else, Timothy? Are you moving at all? Uh, I'm going to stay because I don't want to be either too far from Delisar and I also want to wait to see what Califran's got up his sleeve. Okay. Flower Crowded is your turn. Or, I'm sorry, he has no sleeves right now. Oh, mm. You can see 
everything up his sleeve right now. So it's it's Andalisar, Tondo, and Hidden Clover. Yes. As well as Califran. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. So you've got Tondo in your face right now. All right. I'm going to cast Infestation on Tondo. Okay. Get him, get him off my face. Okay, Infestation. That is a constitution saving throw against your what's your dc 14 for 14 all right man he rolled a 13 <laughs> something good happens so close uh all right and now i believe he moves in a random direction go ahead and roll a d4 and i will tell you Oh, okay. And then it'll also do some damage as well. 2d6 worth now that I'm level 5. Oh, hell yeah. I like to think she just summons a bunch of little baby grubs. grubs. Yeah. Yes. Grubs just stick to him. Oh, yay. <laughs> Grublings. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 1. He's moving north, which is exactly where you'd probably want him to move because that's away from you. That's directly <laughs> away from you. So he yes. moves 5 feet. As he's swatting at the uh, at the baby grubs, if that's what you're summoning on him. Baby grubs. Oh, and you know what? He's also Bane, so even if he had made that roll, he would have really not made that roll. Wormy babies. Okay. How much damage? He got seven dammies. Seven poison dammies. Oh, that's not bad for some grubbies. Yeah. All right. What else are you doing? Infestation is an action, so I just have movement and... But since you did move him away from you, you can move anywhere you want without taking an attack of opportunity. Ooh, that's true. I suppose I'll move so that I'm basically... Like, if he gets in my face again, I'm ready for Brandy to do a drop down onto his head. Okay. So I'm kind of positioning myself underneath Brandy, who is hanging out on a cave wall. I love it. All right, you back up to the wall. Brandy's up, uh, ready to do what Brandy needs to do. Sherman, it is your turn. Uh, sure, man. Uh, so Sherman's like, I can't hurt you, but I gotta hurt you. I'm s- he puts his shield on his back on his back, and he's like, all right, I'm real sorry about this. And he tries to <laughs> he tries to punch her in the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, here goes nothing. That's a twenty-one to hit. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you just hit and clobbered her back. Okay. I have a question. Can you divine stun? Like, can a smite be non-lethal? I would not say that you could do that because it is all about smiting and smiting is killing something. That's what I that's what I thought. So that's five damage. And then since I'm do- doing unarmed strikes for the first time, I guess I'll use my bonus action to punch her one more time. Well, you are level five. You can hit her twice. Oh, I can hit her again with my main. Oh, it's been a while. All right, yeah, let's do one more. Uh, I, I, I also have two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, one of my hands is just a shield. All right, let's try one more time. Oh, that's a that's a two on the die, so I don't think that's gonna cut it. That's nine. No, that did not hit. 
All right, let's try the southpaw then. Here we go. Left hand punch. All right, that's 14. Uh, she deflects that last hit as well. All right. Well, I'm not very I'm I'm not very accurate with these meat meat wads. Fistful of beans. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Well. Uh. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave her threat area, but I'm gonna kind of rope a dope around to the other side. <laughs> okay. So you're putting yourself on the north side, like Califran would be behind you. Yes. With this. Okay. Got yes. it. Yes. So you you circle around. How do our how do the how do the the squad reactions work? You can command the squad to do something at any time. At any time, and as long as they haven't done anything yet, they're free to do it. And it depends okay. also it depends also where they're positioning it. So like if you asked uh, Crackle to wrap up someone, they would need to be within you know the range to do that. But if they, if you want them to throw a bola, they can do that. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> okay, well, at the end of your turn, it's the end of the round, the five Crackle Scouts were not given any commands, but they will act on their own if they aren't given commands. They all are going to gang up on Nelisar because she came after them and they kind of like dodged out of the way. So you see... The five crackle, well, three of them, because you can only get three of them in to be able to do this. There's only room for three to do this. They start running past her, uh, around her with rope to see if they can uh, entangle her. So let's see how they do. So this is going to be a uh, contested check against her acrobatics because she is going to try to dodge out of them wrapping her up. Uh, the crackle will roll first. And you guys are going to be happy to hear these rolls because holy fuck, one of them rolled a 17, one of them rolled a dirty 20, and one of them rolled a nat 20. Yay! Ooh. Way to go, my crackle brother in! She is going to roll. She is going to roll three contested acrobatics checks. She has a plus seven to acrobatics. I'm sorry, she's plus six to acrobatics. But she also has burn! She failed all three of the checks straight up. I mean, like, I, I, one of them, one of them, she rolled a 21, but the Bane brought it back down to a 17. You watch three of them wrap her up with rope, just fly in a, just a, just a whirlwind of feathers Yay. as they go around her. And when they come away, she just kind of tips over like a mummy style, just hits the ground. I will also mention that. So there's two Crackle that haven't done anything yet this turn, but they are, they're not going to because they pro they will not throw a bola at someone who's in melee range with you because there's too much of a chance of it hitting you. Because it, it has a wide arc on throwing these things. So, but they will, if they get near somebody that is, I mean, uh, they will wrap them up. However, three of them just used their rope. So there's only two left. So the other two are just going to move over towards where, um, toward Tondo, because you stepped away from him, and they're going to go ahead and try to wrap him as well, but there's only two of them, so let's see what happens. Uh, they, they rolled absolutely horrible. One of them rolled a 10, one of them rolled a nat 1. Tondo is going to roll... Tondo is baned, so he actually fails... 
the one that rolled a 10, but he dodged the one that rolled a one, so he has one rope on him, uh, which is hindering him, but it is not stopping him from acting. So the, uh, the, the, the rope doesn't get expended, so that, that, that Kenku still has another chance of diving in there. Timothy, is it just a Kenku thing that, like, you guys think these ropes are snakes? Wait, what? I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that Crackle thought his rope was a snake, and he, and he just threw it on the ground. <laughs> uh, Aaron, what does it mean when he's hindered? Does does that do anything, or so d- does it really not stop him at all? It doesn't really stop him until he has a third rope on him. Like it's like so there, there's 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 three different levels of him being wrapped up. The first one doesn't do anything it just kind of like is the start the second one would 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 grapple him which means that he can't move anymore and the third one would restrain him which means he can't move or act anymore would anything give him disadvantage if he's restrained he has disadvantage on everything yeah would this be like with one rope he his movement is difficult to rein actually yeah that's that's a good 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 <laughs> good call out there so with one rope he just can't move as fast but he can still move and act nice so that means difficult terrain means that for every five feet that he moves it it costs him 10 feet of his movement so he can only move as half as fast at the end of that turn after the crackle disperse and start trying to wrap these disciples up you guys all feel a tremor (sighs) oh no and this quake is certainly originating from the mountain. You see as dust and rocks and dirt start to tumble off and just suddenly there's a wave of dust and you know that just covers the entire area. You guys lose sight of Califran. You can only see 15 feet in front of you as this wave of dust off of the mountain and it doesn't seem like the quake is really stopping. It's not like causing you to tip over, but it is definitely shaking. I don't like the sound of this. Yeah, the sight of Califran was like my main motivator in this fight. And we are back up to the top of the round with Hidden Clover. She is still fighting with Sherman and is going to infuse her punches with her voice this time. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) So she screams out and makes two very bad shots. One of them was a 10. One of them was a 17. The 17 will reluctantly hit because I put my shield away to punch. Okay. You know what? Take inspiration for that, Sherman. Keeping yourself honest on what was out and what wasn't. Okay. She's going to punch Sherman once. Uh, Can I add inspiration to my AC? Or not inspiration, Bardic? Yes, you can. Okay. I'm going to do that because I don't want her to punch me. What, is it a D6 or D8? D6. D6. Fly like a D6. Gotta get... I got I got two, so that puts me at 18. Yeah, you needed a two. Thanks, Timothy. Woo! You dodged that other shot. Hidden Clover did not make contact with you that round. I bob and weave and my shield... She punches my shield, so it, my AC is still shield AC. <laughs> Tondo is up next. He is going to change his focus to the crackle, the two crackle that just tried to tie him up. He's got one rope on him right now, and the other one is still trying to wrap him up. So here he goes. He, wow, 
He is, uh, he's having some trouble. He rolled two 12s, misses both as the Krekel are just weaving and dodging around him. And he's like bellowing as well. You can see the, the energy, you know, coalescing around his fists, but he's not making contact with these quick little birds that are jumping around him. <laughs> are they are they jumping around him going the apostleship <laughs> <laughs> the apostleship <laughs> they're jumping around they're jumping around going pay your taxes pay your taxes <laughs> <laughs> it is Califran's turn you guys can't see Califran Timothy a whip flies through the dust does anyone else smell whip? <laughs> he steps basically into view within 15 feet of you. This is cruel whip. Cruel. <laughs> I'd be laughing right now if I wasn't afraid I was about to die. <laughs> and the whip comes flying at you. He rolls an 18 to hit. Oh, that's going to hit. He wraps the whip around you. I need you to make an acrobatics de- uh, check. Uh, just like a standard skill check with acrobatics? Yes. Oh, hi, Calibran. How's it going? How's a 24 going to do me? Holy shit. It wraps around you and it does. I'm sorry. It does five slashing damage, but it but but you slip out of it before he pulls, basically trying to grab you and pull you towards him. Can't touch this. You, you see that he's got his other hand ready for a strike, but he lowers it after seeing that he didn't pull you in. That is the end of Califran's turn. It is Indelisar who is tied up and restrained and baned and trying to get out of this rope with disadvantage because she is restrained, so uh, she fails big time. I mean, like, disadvantage with Bane, you're not getting anything done. She is wriggling on the floor. It is Brandy's turn. Flowerkraut, we need to send Brandy over to get her with that salve. Aye, aye. Okay. If if Brandy uh, uses... If she winds up, like, jumping on a character, is that is that using a move from me? No, I would say it takes your bonus action to command Brandy to do what you want her to do, but she's not technically attacking since this is a helpless target. This would be no different than her applying something to an inanimate object. But if she was a, if she was trying to jump on someone that could defend themselves, it would be an attack. I had something in mind that I wanted to use almost all of my moves for. Okay. So I'm wondering if I should keep Brandy on reserve. Like... Is Andalusar, is she just going to keep trying to break restraint each turn she has? She will. That's all she's going to do on her turns. But again, she is baned. Yeah. And she is uh, restrained, which means she's rolling oh, with disadvantage. Wait, I was just hit. Don't I need to roll for oh, a concentration? Yeah. Yep. Yes, you need to roll a concentration against a 10. Technically... If I don't pass this, she would have not been baned during that turn. I will tell you right now that she, on disadvantage, she rolled a low enough number that she wouldn't have gotten out anyway. Okay. What do I need to roll for concentration? You need to roll a constitution saving throw against a 10. That's an 11. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh my God. Okay. Oh, Bane stays and for another turn. Anywhere. 
I've got both of these guys locked up, Timothy. All right. Uh, is Brandy doing anything or just waiting? Um, I think I'm just having her on reserve because okay. I want to try something and I want to have Flower Crowd's full movement and capabilities if possible. Sounds good. It is Timothy's turn. Chad, I can clue you in on what I'm doing. I, I would put some of the salve on my finger, do Misty Step at Califran, hoping that he would be taken by surprise because I'd be coming from behind him, right? If you reserve your action, you can help me hold him down or something. Because my my attack, <laughs> unarmed attack, sucks too, but maybe if both of us are doing it, it could help. So I look back and I see that Flowerkraut's preparing some kind of action. Uh, and being a fellow Misty Stepper myself, I can recognize the form maybe, and I will reserve my action to assist in this plan. So remember that when you reserve an action, the only thing you can do is call out, I'm gonna use my reaction now, and you get one thing you can do, whether that's I'm gonna move, I'm gonna perform an action, or I'm gonna do a bonus action, you get one thing. I don't think there's a lot of other ways I can be helpful. The only other thing I could think of is I also use Misty Step to get over to Indelisar, but I don't have any salve on me, so that's not gonna be helpful. I think my only opportunity is to keep Califran at bay. All right, Califran, I didn't think this would be something I'd have to do, but here we are. Funny, funny the thing the world is, isn't it? Uh, and I pull out, reluctantly pull out my two feather daggers and I go in for an attack. All right, you run at Califran. Go ahead and attack. The first one's a 21 to hit. Ooh. That hits. <sighs> All right, here we go. And this is piercing damage. I rolled my highest. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Which is six. That's as good as it can get. Six damage. You stab Califran. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then um, I'll go in with my offhand with the other dagger. That's not going to hit. That's a 13. That doesn't hit. Califran catches on to what you're doing and begins to, and, and basically just takes his other hand and deflects your shot, your second stab. Anything else? That is all I've got. Flowercrout, it's your turn. All right. Flowercrout takes her hand and gets a little bit of the salve on her fingers, whips around, and does Misty Step, basically so that she's... <laughs> dropping herself right on Califran's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So you, so Flowerkraut, your cloak of Baba Yaga begins to kind of float in the air for a second as lightning kind of like, you know, rides through it for a sec. You turn into a lightning bolt. You fly over the top of Califran. You reform above him, slow motion, and he and because the the ability that the Bob that the cloak of Baba Yaga gives you is that when you do uh, use that face step, the next attack you make in the same round after face stepping, you have advantage on it. So I want you to make an unarmed strike with advantage. Um, unarmed strike. Oh, of course, I have minus one strength. <laughs> but you have a. It looks like you have a plus two to your unarmed strike. Wait, where? Proficiency bonus, right? Yep. <gasps> oh, thank you for telling me that. The first roll was a 10. 
So I have it with so with advantage I do one more roll. Yep. Okay. Okay. Fingers Fuck. crossed. Feathers crossed. <laughs> We're having fun times here. I fucking rolled a nat twenty. Oh Woo! my. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, it comes down to this because Califran gets a uh, contested acrobatics check against you. Of course. And as a apostle ship uh, proctor, he's got awareness of pretty much anything around him. So <laughs> this is only going to work if he rolls over a 22. Mm-hmm. Cries. Califran rolled a 17. You fly down and land your thumb right between his eyes. <laughs> He's too concerned trying to dodge Timothy's stabs that you get him right in the forehead. And Califran buckles backward and you hear him <sighs> Flowerkraut's flailing on his head. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm flailing attached to his chest with a <laughs> dagger in it. <laughs> he crouches down and he's holding his head in both of his hands. He drops the whip. No, no, you can keep that. <laughs> <laughs> and Califran looks to be in incredible pain as he's uh, just sitting there focusing on trying to will past it. <sighs> nice job, Flower Crowd. Oh my God, thank you, Timothy. You did it. You helped me out big time there. Well, that's one dragon down for today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Uh, there, there, Califran. Take a breather, all right? Sherman, it is your turn. Uh, Timothy, but the way you say that and the way the earth is shaking, I think we're running out of time. Uh, Sherman, you've still got hidden clover in your face. I know. I know I do. Sherman growls a little bit and says, we don't have time for this. And he reluctantly reaches back and pulls out his bedridden sword. The sick sword. It's so sick. Yeah. And cast, cast the bed aside and looks at it. Uh, just do it! <laughs> and he like stabs it into the ground, maybe? I don't know. He doesn't know how it works. The second you grab the sword and throw the bedroll off of it, you watch as the sword immediately, the blade goes black and the sword locks itself in your hand and you hear Finally. Look, CPAP, just do your shit. Let's get started, Sherman. And you feel yourself grow in strength twice over. You feel every ounce of radiant energy about you fizzle. And instead, 
you are now emanating necrotic energy. Bad. Dark. Sherman, you... You now are entangled with Sir Leon. You feel the sword's locked to you, but you still feel like you have control of yourself. I, I'm trying to chain chain people down so we can just go. Okay, here's how this works. You declare what you are wanting to do, and then Sir Leon declares what he wants to do. If you guys are in alignment, you do exactly that. If you aren't, you roll willpower checks against each other to see who gets to act with your body. Oh, shit. What? You both want to chain hidden uh, clover. It happens. You now have the ability imprisoning chains. It counts as one of your attacks, so you can attack and use imprisoning chains if you want. Um, You can only use imprisoning chains once per round, and it is a strength-based ranged attack just like throwing a javelin. Okay. So I guess that's what happens. All right, you you know point your sword at Hidden Clover and chains sprout from the pommel. Go ahead and roll a uh, a strength based range. I, I attack. have a javelin stat, so I'll do it. Let me. Oh, uh, well, that that also works. You are in close combat with uh, Hidden Clover, so this normally would be a disadvantage roll. However, because you are in an entanglement with Sir Leon. He is essentially providing the help action to every attack that you make. So you are going to be rolling with advantage normally. In this case, it would be nullified out. You rolled a 25 to hit with it? Yeah, 25. I mean, yeah, 25. You wrap chains around Hidden Clover. Roll a D8 plus 4 damage. 5 damage. (laughs) (laughs) Hidden Clover takes five necrotic damage from the chains. I'm not good at being bad. And Hidden Clover is going to have to roll on their turn a strength saving throw to see if she can break out of these chains. They work very similar to the rope. However, they're more powerful. If she fails, she is immediately... Well, she's going to roll right now to see if she gets wrapped. She does get wrapped. She doesn't break out. The chains are wrapped around her. She will try on her turn as a, like an athletics or an acrobatics to, to escape. However, same similar to the ropes that the Crickle are using, you can apply up to three chains to a single target. If you apply three chains to a single target, they are locked down. They can't escape. Okay. Well, then, I guess I'm not running away just yet. All right. It is up to the top of the round. The Crackle are going to go ahead and uh, move because no one uh, required them to attack any other targets. There's the other, the three that got done tying up in Delisar. They are going to, two of them are going to go hold her down so that she doesn't even have a chance of trying to get out of the ropes. The other one is going to run over to help the two that are on Tondo. They, the the two that's, um, the one that still has rope, is going to roll to see. He gets a dirty 20. Tondo's going to try and dodge it. He does dodge it, but he's baned. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. He's baned. That brings it down to... Yes, he still does, even with the bane. He dodges it. Oh, slippery little fella. The two that don't have rope anymore grab their bolas, and they both throw them at Tondo since he's not technically standing next to anybody. Um, so they're going to throw... One of them hits, 
The other one literally tosses their bola over the cliff's edge because they missed so bad. Oh my god, no. Tondo, he gets hit by the bola, but he pull like literally swings it around his body and throws it to the ground. So he takes some damage, but he's not gonna be entangled by it. So Tondo, oh geez, Tondo took eight damage from getting hit by the rocks on the ends of the bola. Oh. So after the crackle try to pin Tondo down, the quaking gets stronger. Everyone needs to make a dexterity saving throw. I have a situational bonus. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. I got a nat 20. Nice. I got a 17. I got an 11. Am I just talking like this now? Everyone is still on their feet. The, the quaking just got a little bit stronger. Uh, the only person who falls down is Califran, who was already like kneeling down in pain. He just kind of like tumbles to the side and he's holding his head. Uh, on the ground. Yes, sit down, old man. <laughs> Timothy and Flowercrot are just laying next to him. <laughs> hey, what you thinking? <laughs> hey, stop. Yeah. Oh no, I've fallen over. Oh no, I've fallen over again. I've fallen over and I can't get up. Help. Oh, but we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the top of the round, Hidden Clover is wrapped in necrotic chains and she is going to use her action to try to get out of these things just sit down she gets out of the chains i said just sit down she had to use her action to do that so she throws the chains off to the side and they kind of just dissipate and then she puts her fists up like she's ready to keep fighting tondo is up next he sees what's going on that sherman has change somehow that he's now slinging these chains out he ignores the crickle who are trying to take him down he moves over to he uses a bonus action to basically disengage from them moves over to sherman and he is going to strike sherman if he's disengaging do the crickle get attacks of opportunity no so the disengage is actually um is if if you have so normally anyone's Anyone can take an action to disengage, which means I can move away from you without taking an attack of opportunity. Oh, I see. Some classes have the ability to use like a bonus action to disengage so that they can move away without taking those attacks. And that's what the uh, apostleship can do. Um, so he the, he moves over. He rolls a 21 and a 23 to hit you. Whoa. Sure. Both of those are going to hit me and it's not going to make me happy. Even with Bane? Thank you for reminding me. Maybe the 21. So the 23 went down to a 20, and the 21 went down to a 20 as well. They both the still 20. hit me. It's so feisty. I thought you worked out. <laughs> Damn, man, that's where <laughs> I have feelings still. Sherman, you take a total of 15 points of damage. Holy shit. That made me very upset. It is Califran's turn. He is on the ground, wincing in pain. And you can hear him. Oh. You can say my, say my name. Thank you. Say, I was here too. You know? okay. No, it was, just, it was only Falagrant. Oh, fine. Okay. You're Heisenberg. <laughs> 
he doesn't do anything. He's still he's still hurting. Um, and Delisar is next, and she is being pinned by a couple crackle, by, and also being tied down completely. However, she's still under the control. You can see there's a, a little bit of struggling, but well, actually, you can't see because there's so much dust. But uh, there's not much going on over there. She can't even make a roll to try and get out because she's being held down to the ground. It is Brandy's turn. I think just for the sake of not using every single bit of the salve left, like leaving ourselves one, I'm gonna ignore Andalisar okay. and have Brandy refocus on going after Tondo. Oh good, because he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so I'm gonna have her just kind of orient herself to where he is. Good idea, keeping one in reserve, because if uh, we need to use it on a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know. know. just that, that little... <laughs> in case I need to do an unarmed strike against a dragon. Yeah. It, <laughs> crazy things have happened. Brandy moves along the cliff wall and positions herself relatively above where Tondo and uh, Hidden Clover are fighting against Sherman. Um, and I think Flowerkraut wouldn't really have a great advantage in using her action, so maybe I'll just have Brandy do an action. Okay. So you're giving up your action. So what we'll do is we'll, that'll happen on your turn. Okay, great. So essentially you use your action to give Brandy a reaction said to, to do the thing. Timothy, it is your turn. You can hear fighting through the dust storm. I also hear a, a dark and mysterious voice and I feel that I must run towards it. You need to stay down. Uh, I think I... I'm worried that I hear Sherman struggling with something, and now that Califran is okay, I guess, I'm gonna run over to where I hear all this commotion. All right, you run through the dust, and you catch sight of two of the disciples fighting against a Sherman who is giving off this dark mist. Sherman? The the music from... Dragon Ball Z when it's kind of dangerous that that's the kind of music that's playing it's it's Majin it's Majin Sherman which which uh one of them looks to be potentially more dangerous than the other I don't even uh Tondo's got a rope around him you know he's baned Hidden Clover seems to be less damaged or less hurt and you know that, that you did not catch Hidden Clover in the Bane. Uh, I think I'm going to try and attack the Tabaxi Hidden Clover. Are you running over with your daggers? I'm going to save some stuff in case we got to use it on a dragon. So, yeah, I'm going to use my daggers. Is is he passing? Is he passing by? Uh, you are. Yes, he he's he's going to be passing by you since you're on the north side of these two. So that is correct. I feel like Sherman, and this could be this could be discussed if it has to be discussed. But I feel like Sherman would try to use his reaction to like stiff arm or like basically stop Timothy and say, "Don't get too close" or something because of how hard she hits. Okay, so you you can use a reaction to basically you put your shield out, you know, kind of like to stop him from running in say that to Timothy and Timothy you see the um, the black mist coming off of him form the face of a lion's head and go 
this. Herman. Oh, that's not what it's about. No, no, that's not what I meant. I, I just meant like, if you get too close, you can't get away. I mean, look at my, I've got a cut on my cheek and my eyes black. All right. Um, and then instead I take out my loot and I cast vicious mockery against Hidden Clover. Okay. Hidden Clover is going to make a wisdom saving throw. It's 13. She fails taking 2d4 damage. Go ahead and roll that. That's a whopping two. Yeah. Can you handle that? I mocked you. Really hurts, doesn't it? But she'll have disadvantage on her next attack. Anything else, Timothy? I look at Sherman. I'm unaware of what's happening, but I've obviously clocked that he's using his sword and I'm worried for him. So I'm going to use my bonus action and cast Healing Word. Okay. And that's, I'm sorry it's not much, but it's four health back to you. Okay, thanks. Uh, I feel like I've made him worse. <laughs> I want to try to be nice. What's going on over there? Flowercrowd's just rubbing Califran's back. There, there. <laughs> Miriam. Miriam. Oh, Christ. Wait, who's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flowercrowd, it's your turn next. Cool. Which means it's Brandy's turn. All right, you use your action to give Brandy the command, and you said you were gonna have Brandy attack Tondo with the with the salve. Mm-hmm. All right, give me Brandy's roll, which is going to be a dexterity, basically a dexterity check. Okay. Should I like have it be a tentacle attack, where it adds like? Pl- Plus four to hit. Oh, yes. Actually, that works. Fantastic. Okay. So I'll do, I'll roll a d20 and then add plus four. Yep. Okay. Here we go. All right. I rolled 17. So that's a 21. Okay. You, Brandy flies down. Tondo is very, very interested in Sherman right now and is going to see if there's any chance of dodging this little cat Thulu jumping down on him. His uh, his acrobatics, he rolled a 13. Oh. Brandy lands on Tondo <laughs> because Brandy's so good at landing on people's heads. <laughs> I learned it from her. <laughs> She's the best teacher. And smears that tentacle over his forehead. Tondo screams <laughs> and he holds his head as he's stumbling backwards away from Sherman. He kind of actually backs up against the cliff wall and Nick slides down to a sitting position. Brandy has a has an attack in here called Nibble Brain, but it can only be used against small creatures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love to use Nibble Brain on him. <laughs> so hungry. Are you doing anything else on your turn? Are you moving? You're just, you're just comforting Califran? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Sherman, it is your turn. What do you declare that you want to do? Um, I, Sherman, would like to use a shove action to knock her to the ground and then start leaving towards the cave mouth. Sir Leon wants to chain her again. Of course, he kinky bastard. (laughs) 
and then he wants to kick her off the cliff. So give me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. A dirty 20. <gasps> Sir Leon rolled a nat 20. What? Ah, uh, his was... Oh, no. He rolled a clean 20. He rolled a clean 20. Yeah, right. Give me a ranged javelin. Just a single single d20. You don't have to, you don't have advantage on this attack since she's right in your face. Oh, it's a 12. Okay. So the chains miss Hidden uh, Clover. That's not what I want. She dodges it, but then you find yourself kicking her. You essentially doing, doing the shove action, but you're shoving her towards the cliffs. So give me a athletics check with advantage. How close are we to the cliff? Uh, you're pretty close. Like, is this one push and it's this is Sparta? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um... A uh, 16? That's with advantage? No, it's not. <laughs> 17. 17. She's going to roll. Oh, Hidden Clover rolled a dirty 20 and oh. stops herself from going over as you push her. That is the end of your turn. Did you still... Well, he, he had control of you for the full round, so he decides not to leave the fight. I used my bonus action to tell him he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it is the end of the round, and the uh, there's three Crackle that were trying to take Tondo down, but he was just leapt on by Brandy. So there's one rope left. They're going to try and uh, tie it around um, Hidden Clover. She avoids them as well. She just kind of dances around. Uh, there's no more bola for them to throw, so they just kind of back up and two of them go over to essentially help Tondo and drag him over towards where Andelisar is being is tied up. The quaking gets a little bit stronger. Hmm. Everyone roll another dexterity saving throw. A seven. Also a seven. No. That was a one. Which is a six. Oh. So none of us rolled higher than a seven. Okay. You fall on Fakalafran. <laughs> ah! Flower crowd. Uh, oh, and he goes, your peace is oh. touching me. <laughs> His holy symbol literally lights up as you touch him. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and he just, he quivers in your, uh, in your embrace. Um, Timothy, you tumble to your to the ground as well as you do, Sherman. The the the, the tremors just absolutely break your uh, your footing. Um, Hidden Clover is still on her feet. Just let me do this. Let me move. And uh, it is her turn, so she takes two attacks on you, Sherman, with advantage since you're on the ground. Do it. Uh, the first one's a twenty-four to hit. Disadvantage. Disadvantage? Uh, she's vicious mockery, so that first one's disadvantage. You're right. Actually, then it would turn into a normal attack because she has advantage. So, uh, so it still hits. <laughs> yeah, it still hits. False. If I take even if I take the lowest of those two. Okay. The second one is a twenty-five to hit. Oh, that, that that'll do. So she just like she roars into her feet and just kicks you twice. You tell me which one hurts more. Can you use that inspiration to have her re-roll one of those? You sure can. Do you want me to roll the disadvantage one? Sure. She misses. 
Okay, so that one hit, how much damage is that? The one hit does four damage to you. She rolled a one on the D. Four damage. Tondo, Califran, and Indelisar, their turns are all skipped because they are all essentially incapacitated. She kicked a healing word right out of my mouth. It's Brandy's turn. Brandy is pretty much you know, still on Tondo's head. <laughs> she is stroking Tondo's hair affectionately. Aww. Oh, oh. But it's mainly because she wishes she could eat his brain. Just a little bit. He's not using it right now. The average person doesn't use all of their brain. I could just nibble the part it doesn't use. <laughs> Timothy, uh, it's your turn. All right. I think uh, I'm just going to get back up and I'm going to... There's not a lot I can do right now, so I'm going to keep, you know, staying away as Sherman instructed. Uh, and I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery again at Hidden Clover. Okay. Uh, she rolled a wisdom save of 14. Oh, then she's, I guess she takes half? Is that how Vicious Mockery works? No, because Vicious Mockery is a cantrip, so it doesn't do any damage to her. Gotcha. I just attempt to think of a clever pun, and I'm just like, it's meow or never? No. Uh, precisely? No. Um, you're about to meet your feline friend? Hey, hey keep, keep, keep your paws off him. Uh, no. None of this is hurtful, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, none of, does any of this, is any of this like, uh, am I getting to you at all? All right, it is. Wait, hold on. I'm. Can, after that happens and nothing works, can I just use a free verbal action to like put a hand out and say, we need to, we need to get inside now. And in hopes that prompts some movement towards the cave. Don't worry about me. I've got this. Sherman, I'm always going to worry about you. We're in deep, man. <gasps> Barnaby's like, I've got him. Barnaby's like way back over where you guys just came up. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. Everyone forgets about me. Are you, Sherman, are you sure? Go. <sighs> okay. Um, and he will just use the remainder of his movement uh, because I had to get up. I'll use the remainder of my movement to just start heading towards the cave entrance, hoping that Sherman's got this. Okay, you get about halfway there. Flowerkraut, it is your turn. Flowerkraut gets up and follows after Timothy. You see as you get up that Califran is starting to, like, regain sense. Um, he seems to have a better control of this pain than other disciples have shown and he's kind of like slowly pulling himself to his feet but still you can see that is like holding his head with one hand and he goes flower crowd please you you have to stop her she's she's after a dragon named macadam you've got it the others are down at the bottom of the cliff if you want to meet up with them. He he nods at you. He turns and, and looks back towards like the others or the other, like through the dust, you know, he's trying to see if he can find the other disciples. Sherman, it's your turn. What do you want to do on your turn? So Timothy is out of sight line. Yes. Sherman definitely feels some corruption and it's kind of feeding its way into his thought process 
I believe. So Sherman kind of like winces a little bit and looks at Hidden Clover and he remembers that Flowercrouch said something about there being a connection to Aster and so part of Sherman says I'm sorry but this must be done and other half says you try my patience witch and he's fucking Sparta kicks her over the edge maybe you hear Sir Leon go now we're talking and give me an athletics check okay advantage athletics with advantage yep alright so it's uh (laughs) 26 you launch hidden clover over the cliff just sparta style absolutely and you even see that as your foot is going out and making contact that black mist is forming into a lion's leg around you and she flies backwards and like literally you send her on a gainer because she gets so airborne she turns around you know in her monk training turns her body as she realizes she's there's no way she's going to catch herself on this cliff and she puts herself into a dive position so that she can basically land in the water the sea down below oh cool oh Charmin's like well i guess that i don't know i don't know the water's down there so as far as i'm concerned <laughs> you're dead he's killed her <laughs> the dust from this last quake settles as there is not another quake and you you begin to run, Sherman. I'm just I'm guessing you're gonna use your movement to yes, get I'm, back. I'm gonna use my movement to head towards the cave. Uh, I mutter, "It was one or all." Under my breath, as I leave, you start to move towards where Sh- Timothy and, and Flower Crowd are running, and you, you look over your shoulder, and the little bit of you, a little bit of Sherman, you know, that's concerned about hidden clover having been launched over a cliff it kind of peeks over your shoulder the dust settles the dust is coming down it's still around you but your visibility starts to break through and you look out to the sea as where you had just sent hidden clover and you see off in the distance a black ship approaching the island oh you start running over and you see that Califran has kind of pulled himself up on his feet and he's looking out and he sees the same thing. And he, as you're running past him, he goes, oh no, as he's familiar with this ship too. Can I say, get this ship ready, old man? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he looks at you and you, you, you get this very confused look on Califran's face. Because Califran's not that old. <laughs> this the testosterone is coursing through Sherman. <laughs> it's like four. Well, I mean Sherman's four, so everyone's <laughs> but, old. <laughs> but 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 Sherman being a spicy ass to Califran's a new thing. So he's just like <laughs> the spicy ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Califran, I'm expressing my anal glands. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
tell that I work with dogs. <laughs> Califran looks at you confused, but then looks back at the ship and uh, nods. And then he begins to hobble back towards where um, where you guys can see them kind of like back where you where you had come in. He he gathers up with Andelisar. Well, he sees that Andelisar is still under the spell. Yeah, I wanted I want to shout at the other the the crackle and just are you guys. Do you got this? Is everything gonna be fine if we go on ahead? We got this. And they're they're giving you th- uh, feathery thumbs up. I give a thumb. I give a quick thumbs up back, and then I, yeah, keep keep going. One of them's like, yeah, a piece of cake or whatever. Brock, whatever Brock sounds like. They're like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. They're just like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> You see that two of them stay with Indelisar. The other three go with Califran down. Uh, well, they they grab Tondo and they they start going down the uh, the path that would lead back to where Bernice and the others are. You guys race into the cave, and you see this tunnel at the far side of what looks to be like Aster's campsite, where she has been plotting and. Uh, working from her entire time here on Glavio. But on the far side, you see that there is definitely a tunnel that has been dug from her cave in and up the Gallant Peak. We're all in Aster's uh, dwelling right now. Yep. What do you guys do? Uh, You boys okay? I I think I've got a healing potion in here if you guys are in need. I'm all right, Sherman, are you, uh, and Timothy's almost afraid to look at him because he, he's putting Aww. off such a, such a strange aura. Um, An do you, ominous nun. Yeah, uh, Sherman, are you doing all right? Sherman just starts drooling all over his body as his long, his lay on hands pool just empties and he looks pretty darn ready to fuck shit up. That's 20 points of lay on hands. Oh my god. That Sir Leon just used. Jeez. Uh, yeah, Sir, Sir Leon doesn't uh, argue at all. That's a lot of that's a lot of drool, bud. Um hey, I see you using your See, I see you using your sword again. That's cool. Yeah, is everything everything's good? Everything will be fine. Uh Flowerkraut has just an internal thought where she had definitely encouraged Sherman to use it when there was dire need and seeing that he has and this is the result she's actually a little bit she she's feeling some regret about telling him to do that can i add some flavor here as as Sherman has like moved ev- ev- anywhere or walked anywhere, the edge of the sword is just like just scraping along the ground. Yes, that is so happening. Can Flowerkraut do an investigation check of Aster's space? Yeah, go ahead and roll. Okay. Oh, yeah. Five plus one. 
there's not much to this space. Uh, you can see that there was there's basically a rock, a big rock that she must have been using as like a desk, and there is a a, a pile of cloth that she might have been you know laying on or sleeping on or meditating on, um, and then there is basically just like a little fire pit. There's not much that she was using in here to, to operate out, but you had walked through here previously when you were under her spell. So you know for a fact this is where she was waiting for you, and this is where you had met before she had taken you into the Feywild. Yeah, she keeps it pretty Spartan in here. I don't know how much time we have left, but I don't want to wait for the next tremor. We better get a move on. Let's go. You all head further into the cave and into the tunnel. And it is evident as you're racing through these pathways that there have been Helax digging for a lot longer than just today. Mm -hmm. Some of the missing hunters that you may never have met that were gone before you arrived on Glavio lie along the path, driven to exhaustion and ultimately to their end by Aster's command to continue working through what their stamina would allow them. These, these hags are irredeemable. We have to stop them. The tunnel continues to ascend when you hear mystical sounds of wards being broken, echoing, for, you know, bouncing back and forth down the tunnel walls to where you are further up ahead, and you hear a flash of of water up ahead of you just rushing and you look up and you see the tunnel takes a turn here or there but then you can hear it getting louder and louder until this wave of water is coming down at you and you can see there's helax that are riding on this thing unable to keep themselves you know steady and the bodies of the helix that are already laying among the tunnel are getting picked up by this water and it is heading directly towards you guys. Huh? Oh crap. And that is where we will end our episode. Wins with you, BB Army. Broken wins notwithstanding. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you're enjoying our adventure as much as we are in creating it. If you're looking for more ways to connect with Break, Battle, and Roll, follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll, or stop by and give us a like on the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page. Or if following the individual nerds is more your thing, you can follow Chad Stafford on his Instagram and Twitter at It's Chit Chad, as well as his YouTube channels, Chit Chad and Chit Chad Plays. You can follow me, Janelle Wilkie, on my Instagram at Janelle.Wilkie. Or you can join Dustin Blushmit as he streams on twitch.tv slash The Final Destination. And follow his Instagram and TikTok, both at the underscore final underscore destination. And his Twitter at F-I-N-L Destination. You can also find our beloved barkeep and dungeon daddy, Aaron Rollins, on Twitter at Arkuma, that's A-A-R-K-U-M-A.
We must also sing the praises of our amazing musicians, Ben Holland and Roy O'Neill, who provided our theme song and many of the original musical scores in the podcast. Ben can be found on SoundCloud, and you can follow Rory on Twitter at Trench Warfare. Now that you're part of the BB Army, we love your help in spreading the word throughout the realm. Sharing our podcast with friends and writing reviews helps a young podcast like ours so much. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go pester the barkeep for another drink. Until next time.